Hi, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Two Big Kids. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm your host, Tommy. And we're just two big kids who clearly know nothing about life, but have a lot of opinions on adulthood. Yep. And today I'm happy to introduce my best friend, Christian. Uh, Christian and I went to UCI together. He was my pledge brother. So I think it's on brand to bring him uh, for this episode to talk about Greek life experiences. Beep, 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 beep. Hi, Christian. What's Ooh, up? What up, Christian? <laughs> Do you need a, a red carpet laid out for you? Is that what you're asking? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the money to pay for that kind of music, so uh, you're going to have to do it yourself again. <laughs> well, you're going to have to invite me on again, so I get that pleasure. <laughs> um, okay, are you going to say anything else about Christian, or is that it? <laughs> I think that's a good intro. Really? Okay. I'd like to have a little bit more love. Oh shit! Well, we can talk about all of our college experience. We'll talk about it during the the, the pledgeship part. Let's talk about it then. Yeah. So I wanted Greek life to be our first episode topic, just because Tommy, you and I met in Greek life. I met my husband in Greek life. We have all of our close friends from Greek life, so I felt like it was really appropriate to kind of set the foundation of what this potential friendship could be. Because if we're being honest, we do not have a lot of experience one-on-one together. <laughs> yeah. In planning this podcast, Nicole and I realized we never have one-on-one conversations together. So this is a start. And this is also yeah. why I invite Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone to break, to break up the awkwardness. <laughs> no, but in reality, Tommy and I actually do text a lot. I feel like out of everyone in the friend group, Tommy and I text the most because we help plan all the friend trips but that's a conversation for another day yeah the don't reason include why me. i wanted yeah because <laughs> christian you're just down for anything we already know that <laughs> yes sir um but the reason why i wanted to bring this up today and i think it's appropriate is because everyone is going back to college everyone is rushing or not everyone but people are rushing sororities and fraternities and i see a lot on tiktok of of people's bad experiences and i don't want that to like negate all the good experiences that people do have clearly people are still rushing for a reason and i think some of the good things do need to be highlighted and i feel like all of us had like pretty decent fun experiences during college because of greek life and i thought it was appropriate to bring christian on just because i can speak from my own sorority experience of like rushing and going throughout all four years of college in a sorority but I've very quickly learned in college that the fraternity experience is the complete opposite of sororities. So maybe we just start off with like the rushing experience, if you guys want to talk about that. Yeah, I think we can talk about that. Well, it's important to know, I think all three of us joined our freshman years, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so at our school, you s- Can I say at school? We're going to edit that out? I mean, at- you can, but I'll probably edit it out. <laughs> at our school, you know... I feel like Greek life was almost a necessity if you wanted to have a social life. You know, we're known as we're known as a commuter school, so there's not a lot to do on the weekend. So if you didn't have that kind of social circle established, um, you know, it was really hard to find things to do because it's not like you can just walk around campus and find parties. That's not a thing at our school. So, you know, when we did when I was going to UCI, I mean, I didn't even know at the time, but I think I knew that, you know, Greek life was something that I wanted to do. Just based off of the movies, I think I did have a preconceived notion. And uh, Christian, I want to know what your preconceived notion of fraternity was uh, prior to joining. <laughs> I thought my uh, 
Greek life would consist of stomping, to be quite honest yeah. with you guys. <laughs> We're going to be doing st- uh, stepping around a ring road. I, yeah, I remember what, probably before I went on uh, my first, um, gosh, what are they called when you go, event? Your rush event? Rush yeah. event, yeah. I was like practicing stomping in front of the mirror. <laughs> Did your stepdad teach you? Was your stepdad in like a block fraternity? He actually wasn't, but I do have aunts and cousins who were in a black fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually even did it in church, to be honest with you. Stomping. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you guys do it at family parties? Yeah, like stomping was just like a thing known. And so I grew up like watching Stump the Yard and I just thought like, <laughs> I was gonna be and how come you haven't performed for us? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I'm glad we didn't have to stump because though I do like to dance and all, I I don't know if I'm the stumping type. You know, it's it's hard to do. My my uh, fraternity recruitment was pretty interesting because it actually started the summer before I joined uh, UC Irvine or. My my recruitment was pretty interesting because it started six months before we even started school. Um, I actually was on one of these Facebook groups for like the class of 2016, and um, they were doing a Disneyland meetup. And so, oh my gosh! And you went? I'm I jealous. Went, I'm jealous. Like, <laughs> I don't think many people listening are gonna be jealous of that, Christian. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like a little bit of a loser uh event <laughs> heck yeah i mean if you would have uh <clears throat> saw pictures of me i look like i fit in so don't worry about that um but i actually met <clears throat> someone that was a year older than us and um you know he he pretty much stayed by my side up until the end of recruitment sleeping in our dorms and stuff so we were getting recruited pretty heavily because my dorm there was about four or five of us that decided to rush together and so we went to all of these events together and um i think that heavily kind of factored into the events we went to because we didn't go to too many from other fraternities um they kind of had us locked in because when you join your freshman year there's a solid week where you're not doing anything school related because school hasn't started yet they call it week zero yeah. and um, that's really when the heavy recruitment starts and so there's really nothing to do on campus but go to these recruitment events. So they really kind of have you cornered. And during that week, I think we were kind of so sold on the same same group that we didn't really look other ways. And I think I kind of did myself a disservice. But looking back on it now, I mean, I don't regret it because of the solid friend group we made. Now, when you say you didn't go to a lot of like fraternity events, is it because you weren't invited to them or you just <laughs> oh, no, were really we were set on these so other re- couple? We were still getting recruited, but how can I say no and go to a different fraternity's events when I have a brother from one of that fraternity like staying at our dorm the whole time trying to get us to go out to events? So I think in that regard, there was always something to do. So we got to meet so many of the brothers at the time that we were kind of sold before school even started. You know, we were just hoping to get that bid. Wait, this guy was sleeping in your dorms? I know, it sounds scandalous. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, not in, my, not in our rooms, but just, like, on the couch and stuff. Like, I don't know, this is a long-ass story, but... That was a know. man that was desperate for friends. That should have been your first red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was the telling sign there. Christian, Christian what, what about you? Experience? Yeah. Actually, the reason why I even went out is because... Um, 
the day before I turned 18, um, they were going to a shooting range. And they're like, oh, do you want to go shooting? And in my head, I'm like, dang, I'm not even 18. But if they get me in, this is a pretty legit, like a, just a legit group of people. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, I can shoot? Yeah, I've never gone shooting. I wanted to go shooting. And they're like, yeah, it's free. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go out. And they tried to get me to shoot, but they couldn't. So everyone at the Rush event was, you know, out there shooting. And I was, like, by myself, <laughs> kind of, like, alone. And then, you know, a few of uh, the Active Brothers came up. And they did get me, like, a beer and were just, like, chatting with me. We're bleeping out your fraternity yeah, name. They did not get you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> they did not give me a beer. <laughs> but, um... And then, you know, I got to know them a little bit better. And yeah, so then I just kept going out. But I was I was uh, drawn in from just going shooting before I turned 18. So that was your favorite Rush event? Honestly, I think I only attended one more Rush event. Oh my gosh, <laughs> So you guys. barely met the minimum requirements to get a bid because I think it took two <laughs> events to get voted on. Exactly. So. You did the bare minimum. I like it. And you still got the bid. Somehow. Congratulations. Flex your personality, bro. (laughs) I have a question for you guys because um, on TikTok, I see a lot of like hashtag Bama Rush and people doing sorority and fraternity stuff, whatever. But people in the comments are always asking like, what is the top house at this school? Was that ever a factor for you guys when you were like thinking about it? I think... Definitely for me, I wanted to kind of be part of that top house, but um, I don't know what I was thinking rushing the fraternity <laughs> I did then, but <laughs> um, I think I ha- I'm a very optimistic person. I thought I could turn it around, you know, but, um, you know, I didn't really have a perception of what made a top house anyways. Like, I did no due diligence, like, not even realizing we don't even have a house on campus, like one of the few fraternities that didn't have a house, so that was kind of, you know, a bummer for me upon realization. But I think, like yeah. I was saying, I was kind of knee-deep already before I had even accepted my bid. Yeah, that's kind of how my experience was, too. And I will say the sorority experience is very different, at least for our university, but I'm pretty sure across, like, all universities in the U.S., the sorority recruitment is very formalized. Like, there are entire committees for it. There's different groups, different girl groups that you get grouped up with. And there's a leader that like doesn't tell you what sorority she's from. So she can help guide you through the process like objectively. And you go through all these different houses every single day. It's different themes and yada, yada, yada. And then I think by like the third or fourth day, people were saying like, oh, I want to be in XYZ or blah, 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 because they're a top house. And I was like, I didn't know what that was. So I actually texted my cousin who went to the same university we did. And I was like, hey, what's a top house? And how do I become a part of it? Is it something I need to be a part of? Because I'm competitive. I'm Asian. I'm competitive. I need to be in the top house because that's just who I am. And then he was like, no, I don't want to tell you just because I don't want that to like phase your decision making, like be a part of whatever. I go throughout it. I didn't research anything, but after I accepted the bid, I did research. There's that one website, I forgot it was called, but it was like you could see the reviews of every sorority fraternity at different universities. Greeklife.com. I don't remember what it was. Was it greeklife.com? I'm pretty sure it was just Greeklife because you can go to like any school and see all of them. I'm pretty sure. But it was like my professor, but for Greek life. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Or it was something like that. 
But anyways, I definitely looked at it afterwards and I was like, okay, phew, I made a top house. But then going throughout college, I'm like, it doesn't make a difference. Like, then what? Like, it doesn't matter if you're in a top house or not in a top house. It didn't give me better access to certain classes or a certain group of people or whatever. Like, it was just, that is what it is. And I think, like, people are so proud of whatever sorority fraternity they're in for a period of time. And then afterwards, you realize that it truly doesn't matter. And it's just the friends that you make during it. Yeah. Well, let's kind of talk about that. The novelty of Greek life. So when did that kind of start wearing off for you then? I think for me... It was after my second year. Like, first year, I was all about it. I was like, oh, my God, they're my sisters, blah, blah, blah. Think, looking back on it, I'm like, if I hate myself thinking about that. <laughs> Any old Instagram captions, I'm probably going to delete at some point in the future. But I was, like, so, like, knee-deep into Greek life. And then second year, it was, like, still kind of fun. But once we, like, started to actually think about, like, internships and things in the world that really mattered, I was like, okay, I'm over these meetings. I'm over the rituals. I'm over work week for rush events because we would stay up to like three, four in the morning before rush week, just like getting prepared and like doing all the songs and dances and everything. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm so I was like missing so many meetings, you guys. How much did you have to pay? (laughs) (laughs) I I think uh, I suppressed that memory so much. I I genuinely forgot how much I paid every month for this. I remember just freshman year being so dedicated to it. Like we went home for winter break and I was legit wearing my pin everywhere back home as if <laughs> I was going to get in trouble like for wearing it at my house and stuff like that. So I always had that on. But I think it was more of like a, a badge of pride to say like, oh, I'm going to be joining this fraternity soon. Like look at my look at my little pin here on my chest. I, yeah, I just remember <laughs> being so stressed losing it, that type of thing. But for me, the novelty probably... Uh, started wearing off like end of second year because that's just when it became an inconvenience to have to go to the to go to chapter meetings every Sunday when you don't have a house you know it's like you don't want to just you know drive to campus on the last week on the weekend you know and then have to attend this meeting and then pay dues that's not going to anything for your social events like our social our dues were pretty much going to our our nationals and so we didn't see a lot of the money that we were paying and so it really just kind of we put a lot in for not getting a lot out in terms of just what the fraternity could provide. But, you know, obviously there's the structure there and your friends and stuff. So I think by the second year, I realized that wasn't going to go away if I wasn't in the fraternity. So I knew I had that. And then it's like, then why am I still doing these meetings? And because, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to the new people that were joining the fraternity, that type of stuff. I don't know. I just kind of saw it as like a my friend group has been solidified. Yeah. What about you, Christian? Well, thank you, Tommy, for feeling such a way. <laughs> to know you cared about me. Uh, you realize you cared that, about me that early on. Um, I know your fast wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go eat is where I was yeah, going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you going to Brandywine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlimited swipes. That's where I was at. We're real... Where, oh, where real oh. friends were made. <laughs> yeah, but Christian, maybe you can talk about that. Yeah. I Actually, the more I think about it, I feel like I realized I got what I needed from Greek life. And um, after I studied abroad, 
my junior year, you know, going abroad to uh, study in Madrid and just exploring all of Europe, I remember coming back and just going like, wow, life is just so much bigger than just like you said, the meetings or paying dues or um, doing that, doing this. And that I already learned and gained everything I needed to from Greek life of, you know, uh, presenting myself properly at meeting or socializing, networking, putting myself in those awkward positions whenever we would have uh, what exchanges with sororities. Not to say that I was awkward, but <laughs> you know, it's okay. You, you can say you didn't have game back then. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I still don't even have game. God bless my girlfriend for reaching out to me because <laughs> I was out, blessed. Yep, shout out. Um, but yeah, honestly, as soon as I came back from Europe, I felt like that's when I I had just like this broader realization of you know what I wanted to do with my life, and I gained all these skills, resources from you know. Greek life and it was time for me to to start you know adjusting my priorities I had a question yeah. um did you wear your letters out like when you were studying abroad did you wear them bring them out there uh I think I did bring the flag but I never no I did wear letters because yeah. I took a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower <laughs> with um I don't know if you remember it was uh, it was uh new with the Nike kind of logo Whoa. but with the snake Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I took in front of a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. And just knew I'd love uh, Europe. And Did what- you ever talk to people <laughs> when you're studying abroad, like from those countries, like about Greek life, and oh. asking them if they had that? Like, what were their opinions on it? Honestly, that's actually how I met um, some of my closest friends from studying abroad was through Greek life because I went through a program with UC Berkeley, and um, I was the only person who didn't attend that school for the program that I went to study abroad. And they were all a part of Greek life. Well, not all, but a certain few within that group that studied abroad were a part of Greek life. And we just all immediately had a certain connection or just saying like, oh, similar interests. And we just, on the weekends, you know, we, we went to different cities within the country, flying to Barcelona, San Sebastian, you know, different um, spots. And we're actually still friends to this day, so it's really cool. But are you better friends than us right now? Aww. Ooh, try carefully, Christian. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're IG friends. Oh, well, okay. I, have, I have a question. You know, in Greek life, uh, you know, big and little dynamics are so important, I think, when you're joining. Like, it's a big decision. Um, so now, for people that aren't aware, we're about six years out from when we graduated. Nicole, what are you? Uh, yeah, like five, five years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, this question is like, how close are you guys still with your bigs and your littles? Wow. Well, I can go first because uh, my big is in our friend group. Um, I didn't realize how big of a thing it was, but obviously our friend JT is like, was the person that I was the closest with or the guy male figure that I was closest with that wasn't like trying to hit on me or be creepy about it or like, you know, be weird at like parties and stuff. And we got along actually like a brother and sister because obviously he was dating one of my close girlfriends at the time. So 
Um, it all kind of worked out, but I didn't understand that dynamic or how important it was until it actually happened. And everybody in my like pledge class was getting picked up by all these like fraternity guys, which now that I think about it, I don't know why it's a thing, but it was kind of fun for a little bit because they kind of like take you under your wing and then, or take you under their wing and then like chauffeur you around to like different parties protect you you feel like you always have like a support system at these parties where you don't feel like awkward or you don't know anybody you know yeah in my in my person in my point of view i think like the cross-gender bigs and littles last a lot longer than like the the ones from your same chapters and stuff like that like those bigs and littles Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother conversation about mine <laughs> well the thing is i'm the mixture of both of you guys i i mean i just lived with my little in san diego for two years <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah and i honestly i mean i remember when i reached out to him to move to san diego to make that move and be like hey i know you're nearby do you want to like live together he's like yeah i was Wait, like oh cool you're little yeah he's my little mm-hmm. and great another one I did have another one, like but five. yeah, he, no, I only had two little bros, but the other one, um, he left the chapter and he just stopped talking to me for no reason. So I was like, all right. Oh, for no reason. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be there, like supportive, like even if you dropped out, like I'm the person that's like, I'll still, you know, like to help you in any aspect that you need you know that's just being a friend at the end of the day that's me for you guys yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um right. and then the other crazy part is i actually um my little sis i mean you guys know that i'm like, super close to her and talk to her all the time so i, I was honestly very fortunate to have some of the best little bros and sis. wait who's your little sis <laughs> I thought that was Tommy's little sis. No. Oh, that makes sense. See, this is how little it matters after college. I don't remember, nor do I care. They're all just friends at this point. Exactly. All friends at this point. And that's what I was going to say. We were like uncles to you because we were best friends with JT. I know, and y'all became super protective when I found my now husband, but then boyfriend at the time. As we should. Yeah, he was passing tests, so he's good. <laughs> I was gonna say for me, my being a little dynamics were all a little interesting. Like obviously, my little sis, I'm still really close with her, so that's why I was saying the cross like gender thing. It works out a lot longer. But my both of my little bros were older than me technically, so it was hard to kind of be that mentor role when they're older than you. So it's just kind of like a being their good friend type thing. So that was always a very interesting dynamic on my end. It's also hard when uh, your little bro, who is also older than you, is interested in the same girl as you. <laughs> what was this one? Oh, dang. This. I'm like, what story yeah. is this? We were, we were at um, a long time ago. I think this was probably my soft, my freshman or sophomore year. Your guys is like junior, sophomore, junior year. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was a time when we were all, do you remember in like, they had like a house and there was a downstairs area yeah. and the kitchen, the living room, and then there was upstairs where all the rooms were. The aisle house. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, something like that. Harry yeah, Potter and po- then. Pop box. <laughs> <laughs> and then pulled me aside because I brought. I'll bleep all these names out, but yeah. pulled me aside because I brought. And he was like, hey, like, um, is 
single? Is she looking? I'm kind of down. And I was like, well, first of all, you know that your big bro is also into her too, right? Ooh, and he's I like, oh, I didn't know that. And then he said something along the lines of like, oh, I'll let him have it, her. And I was like, oh, first of all, like she gets a choice in this. <laughs> this is the this thing is... about men and fraternities. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my little sis. Where was I in this entire conversation? <laughs> I don't know where you were, Christian, but uh, you should have been there. And then this man was passed out by the toilet by the end of the night. And I was like, oh, not a good look, sir. Hey, sounds like my little bro. <laughs> Runs in the family. <laughs> Along this, like, similar lines, um, I do think that being in a fraternity sorority, just Greek life in general, you probably will find someone as, like, a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, because... I would say at least 50-60% of our close friend group has found the person they're marrying from Greek life. Yeah, just yeah. make sure you're fit. <laughs> <laughs> I had zero hits. I was zero for zero. <laughs> hey, I, was, I was pretty dry in college too. I didn't go into any serious relationships. I probably had like, what, one or two? Yeah, you had two. I'd say so. Yeah. Who are these two people? Tommy brought this up last time, and I do not know who. I know there's that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the longest one, I think. And did we ever d- find out if she was a drug dealer or prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was never, never, uh, never able to confirm or deny that one. <laughs> who was the other one? This girl that you're dating again? No, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really have another one that was that serious. Yeah, I think it was just like a... That wasn't even like a legit one, so zero. (laughs) I mean, that one, that was all you, Tommy. You messed that one up because she was for sure down. Look at her now. She's happy. I'm I'm a good luck Chuck. I don't think she's with him anymore. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) DMs just got open. (laughs) Yeah, my DMs. All right, my big bro role's coming through now. But would you guys say like overall this was like a really good experience because I honestly even though I got annoyed by it by the end I do think it was worth it maybe I should have dropped a little bit earlier but I do think it was worth it like it was genuinely a lot of fun like meeting new people going to parties having people of similar value, just, like, feeling like you belong, especially at such a big school. I mean, our school is a public school, so there's, like, thousands of kids, and you can easily get, like, lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it was a sense of community. Honestly, I I wouldn't take any of my Greek life experience back. Like, ultimately, yeah, were we paying too much in dues? Sure. You know, like, did I have to go to meetings and do things that I necessarily didn't want to do? Sure. But at the end of the day, like just to see our friend group, especially in particular, I feel like that just is just like a testament to just finding those lifelong friends where, you know, even for your wedding, me and, you know, Tommy being groomsmen and um, just like the, the connection that you build uh, lifelong. And what what more could you ask for, you know? in the support yeah. group so yeah good job hallmark that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just like you know life is not easy we just went through covid you remember our yeah. zooms of uh playing trivia and yeah. i mean yeah 
all the other things we would do just to support and keep each other company, you know, during these times where it's like, damn, it's sometimes it can get rough out there. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things to take away from Greek life is, you know, the friends that we have through adulthood, you know. So the fact that we were able to meet and, you know, kind of nourish in that environment, I think without Greek life, I don't think our friend group is what it is today. So Mm -hmm. it kind of provided that infrastructure for us to kind of blossom into what we are today. So by having those relationships, it's definitely worth it. And, you know, it it makes up for all the little things like going to meetings, like you're saying, having to be at the flagpoles by a certain time, you know. Oh, damn, I forgot about that. Having having to go on one-on-one meetings with these guys that are joining your chapter that you probably will never talk to again in your life, like... I don't know it's interesting and it's it's funny seeing the remnants of it still I look at my phone book and half of the guys names in my phone still have badge numbers next to them so I would remember their badge number and things like that and it's just like those little things like they were kind of an annoyance in the day-to-day but now you look back at it it's kind of something you're proud of because you were able to not only graduate from a good university like that but you were still able to make those friendships and achieve certain milestones um, through that infrastructure. Yeah. Did we already talk about this? I will say like all the positive and heartwarming things that we're talking about are great and all, but I will caveat that we did not have like the traditional South party school. Like it's something that we needed and we definitely got from Greek life, but not like necessarily to the extreme because we didn't have hazing. We didn't, I mean, at least I didn't experience that, but like majority of Greek life that I knew didn't have hazing except for the cultural ones. And those were like terrifying to me, but I did want to go to one party just to see if all of it was true. Like to me, it was like that mythical land that everyone kind of talked about, but no one could ever really confirm for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, our chapter, we didn't haze, but I mean, I think, you know, at a certain point, we kind of wanted to be hazed because we <laughs> wanted, we, we kind of were looking for it, right, Christian? Like in terms AKA, of just, we hazed ourselves. We, we <laughs> always did. And, you know, I think it's why we get so drunk on our vacations and stuff like that is because that's how we were partying as pledge bros. Like, we were like handle pulling each other when it was like pledge bro to pledge bro. It's just like, we wanted to kind of have that culture and it's not something that we forced on the younger people when we were brothers it's just like that's what we were looking for but yeah i mean our our pledgeship was primarily just consisting of experiences not really having to do these gruesome things but even then i think as a pledge class we were so bonded as brothers that we were looking forward to it because we wanted just something else to get through we wanted to run through those walls together yeah did we talk about hazing at all during this this part of the recording okay um but when you guys say hazing like i feel like what you're describing is just like being drunk with friends it's not like real hazing like to me real hazing is like drinking until we're so incoherent you need to get your stomach pumped at the hospital or like you're physically getting injured like there's so many stories of people dying like i don't think you guys are describing that extreme right or at least well, I, hope not. <laughs> I mean i got hazed by my big bro i shouldn't even be saying this on this well i got arrested so i mean i was so drunk that i didn't even know where i was like it was you know granted off the record like it's off i didn't even get charged for it i went to court and i was able to help other bros that have gone through similar situations basically just get 
you know, our first charge just completely dismissed out right up front, you know, with no lawyer, yada, yada, yada. Oh my yada. God, Christian. Oh, um, I've lived a quite felon. a felon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Acom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um. No, but I do think the more, I, I think the cultural um, sororities and fraternities at our school were like the crazy, crazy ones. Hands just down. because they were not as regulated, I think. So there wasn't as many restrictions or people doing checks on them or anything like that. Like for us, if there's any even rumor of hazing, like think like there were actual like adults, like house moms and things like that, that would put us in check. But there was this one girl I remember in our sorority or I mean in our dorm where when she came home from a party one night, they opened the car door and she face planted onto the asphalt and she had like scars on her face for three weeks. And she was this, like, 90-pound little Asian girl that drank, like, 15 shots that night. And I just could not believe that they forced her to take that many because that's just, like, not okay. Like, she could have died that night. Granted, I didn't know her that well. Hopefully, the people did take care of her. I mean, she's alive. But, like, I just can't imagine, like, being with people that, like, forced me to drink that much, you know? It's like, yeah. On On a less serious note, that's kind of our friend group, though, like, (laughs) <laughs> we will make each other drink that much on our vacations you know it's like how often do we get to see each other take this shot and then you just force it down each other's throat so yeah. i think that part of uh college has definitely stayed with us to an extent yeah i'm always yeah, holding but your that's hair like... <laughs> tommy's little mohawk <laughs> i got a fresh fade what are you talking about <laughs> and a stash for all the listeners out there Well, I mean, one thing that we did bring up that I kind of want to close this first episode out with is if you do join Greek life, it's very likely you might find a boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, right? Tommy, you are single right now. Is that fair to say? Okay, you're out looking. So I wanted to just recommend if you are open and you're comfortable with paying the dues and all that stuff, join Greek life. You might find a partner if that's not your goal, whatever, not a big deal. But for Tommy, since Greek life did not give you that opportunity, (laughs) I did want to pull up some first date ideas for you. Let's hear them. So I think for this next month, your homework should be go on at least two of these different types of first dates uh you gotta be you first gotta dates can i just go on dates like that okay what just if the first one goes good and i do the second one follow up oh do you have someone in mind <laughs> no, i'm just saying if i'm going on a first date i don't want to have to anticipate another first date you know in the next month okay okay fair just two of these dates um and you have to report back to us okay and christian right. feel free to chime in because i think we already kind of alluded to this but clearly i married the first and only person I dated in college and um, I have no dating experience so please let me know how you feel about these and if Tommy should go on them I will tell Dakota to take them out or take you out to them (laughs) (laughs) this is secretly Nicole's wish list no (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) these are all like new ones okay we'll power these ideas this is actually very appropriate along the lines of what we were talking about Go learn about booze. So wine tasting, going to beer tastings, anything like that. Yay or nay? Mm, Yay. Learning about booze. I kind of like that. Um, You know, I just feel like it's a slippery slope. I might get a little too drunk on the first date, (laughs) learning the booze a little too well, but uh, I like that idea. But vice versa. 
<laughs> you get to see what they like. If uh, true, yeah. You know, if they're a wine, you know, a wine person, you'd be like, oh, they might have a little bit of class. If they're beer, you're like, oh, you're you're down to get rowdy, or I don't know. <laughs> you you get to see what they're about too. <laughs> All right, so if wine's class and beer's rowdy, where does tequila put you? Oh, that's a... Uh... Party. Yeah, that's a girl <laughs> face, face painting. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you took her hazing story and turned it into tequila I did. Story. <laughs> We're canceling that out. <laughs> I've been there, done that. <laughs> okay, um, check out a museum. Uh, I, that really depends on the type of museum. I think I'm going to have to put it below the booze date idea, but depending on the museum, you know, it really just depends. I, I won't take it seriously, so that might be a, a, a ick for a girl, but... Uh, oh, an ick, so you know our lingo now. <laughs> yeah, I know the lingo, girl. Don't worry, it's an ick, so I'm going to put museums <laughs> below booze. Hold up, what's okay. ick? Oh, Ick Christian. is like a turnoff for girls. Oh, like, he's a 10, but doesn't want to go to the history museum. Like, give us an example of an ick, Nicole, no. that you have with Dak. An ick that I have with Dak? No, I think the issue is that I might have too many. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got enough time on the podcast for that. <laughs> Pass. Okay, an ick. Um, sometimes when we watch scary movies, he screams like a girl, which doesn't make what? me confident <laughs> because he does it ironically, but sometimes I feel like it's not ironic. <laughs> now we know what which we're doesn't doing make me confident. No, but when we all want to go to, like, Halloween Horror Nights, I'm like, I don't know if I can go with you. I feel like you're going to throw me in front of someone just to protect yourself. Well, we have to do that now to find out for the podcast. Strictly for oh, podcast gosh. content. The downfall of my relationship. <laughs> um, okay. No, but an ache is just someone, something that you, like, are, like, grossed out about. Like, Tommy and I were talking about this the other day. Tommy, I don't know if you want to bring it up, but it was like if he's not, if he's not the leader of the friend group. Mm, ick. Do you want to? Can you can you restart that, Tommy, so you can yeah. explain it? So, Christian, I don't know if you've seen this on social media. The last month, there was this girl, and she tweeted, like, when you're dating a guy, and then you find out that he's not the leader of his friend group, and it became this huge viral sensation where just a lot of guys are just kind of mocking it because it's like guys don't see themselves having a leader in the friend group you know but i think it's kind of a way that girls kind of sometimes portray uh guy to guy relationships you know like there's like this alpha male thing which i don't think really exists especially not in our friend group but you know like what are your thoughts on that like do you think that there are leaders in like friend groups no i think a friend group everyone contributes in their own way like it's just you know i think i'm an alpha male i think you think you're an alpha male but we Ew, all christian do not ever <laughs> really? say okay. that you're an alpha male okay i'm going to kill you okay how about this someone that can i guess my interpretation is different and someone that can just hold their own you know what i mean as yeah. in like you don't need leadership or i don't know like you don't need someone to tell you oh, we're doing this, or I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'm yeah, we're that I will accept. misinterpreting. Say but saying you're an alpha male helps. Okay, excuse we me. Are <laughs> strong, and we make our own decisions, you know, independently. There of you each go. Other. So that's what our friend group is. But, but just bringing it back to what the girl tweeted, essentially, 
it's an ick if the guy she's dating isn't calling the shots in their friend group, which is not a realistic thing, I think. So she's going to be dating for a long time. Yeah. She just likes to be dominated. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> On to the next date, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, to move on. Uh, see some casual live music. This is all coming from menshealth.com, by the way. So, mm. clearly alpha male material. <laughs> I like the live music idea. What do you think, Christian? I, I love this one the absolute most. I mean, actually, Aubrey and I were going to um, a quartet this Friday to see <laughs> a, but it's a tribute to Beyonce. So okay. tribute, she's not dead. Why the tribute, Beyonce? <laughs> okay, well, like a, a what is it called? Um, a cover to yeah, Beyonce, honoring. honoring. Yeah, Something there you like go. A tribute, yeah, <laughs> But we actually went to one for Valentine's Day this year, and honestly, just I feel like music just moves moves the soul, and it's just a great way to connect with you know people especially people our day and age like what's one thing we can all connect over like music so mm-hmm. no I feel like, not i not i christian no. i do i don't ever <laughs> listen to music that's crazy wow i mean i listen to the same reggae podcast like the same 40 songs every day but at least it's music you know i feel like at a at a live music concert you'd be able to tell how lively a girl is like if she likes to dance is she just sitting there and soaking it in or is she like enjoying herself mm. i feel like i'd kind of want to date someone that kind of puts themselves out there a little bit more because i feel like i naturally would so oh you, you feel someone... like you naturally put yourself out there <laughs> yeah mr karaoke hell yeah you see me on the karaoke mics where's that so on the tennessee whiskey I'll put that number one. <laughs> okay fair um this one i think actually tommy would love because i saw him do it recently is trivia night at a pub Ooh. Ooh. I, oh God, I'm a little nervous about that one on a first date or like just out of fear of looking stupid. Yeah, I was going to say, those are kind of hard. Yeah, like <laughs> pop culture-wise, I feel like I'd be getting all the questions that give the girl the ick, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. High I, risk, high risk. Yeah. What if she's like really Here's smart? A, oh. And I don't well, get then like good political for you. questions. She'll judge me, you know? She's like, you don't read books? You know, like those types of things. Okay, well, who is president right now? Here's your first trivia question. Oh, Joe Biden. Byron. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a pop culture question. Who is Kim Kardashian currently dating? She just broke up. Yep. Congratulations, both of you. You got it. Hashtag hashtag Greek life. I don't know if any of these questions are going to impress a girl on a first date, though, but, uh, you know. (laughs) Okay, um... This next one, I'm only going to do a couple more. Um, okay. Do an escape room. Ooh, I love puzzles. I get down in an escape room. I'll do that Are one. Are you good at it? Oh, yeah. I might leave her behind. I'm so fast. You know? I'm just like, <laughs> it is a, it's a group effort, bro. A group effort. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'd just be nice, like, see how they do for a little bit, and then take over from there. Like, I got us. I feel like that's more of like a second, third date kind of thing than a first date, though. You think uh, so? Well, I it's very interactive. Like, I think that's what's good about first dates is like you got to do an activity that's very interactive because you don't know how dry the conversation will be. 
True. Yeah, I mean, Tommy has gone plenty of first dates, so uh, I guess we should listen <laughs> to him. And I'm fucking nice at them, too. <laughs> Tommy takes girls on very extravagant first dates, I will oh say. Oh, gosh. Riley and I, we were just talking about this yesterday on the golf course. We're like, dude, you're such a gentleman. I was like, these first yeah. dates that you, you know, take these females to, it's like, wow. You're definitely okay. putting your first... You're good foot. I'll give you my last two first dates right here on the podcast. So <laughs> the first one, we went to a, a very nice sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then we did Dave and Buster's, which was pretty fun. But I think I go a little extravagant because my total tab at the end of the first date was $200. Bro, <laughs> Dave and Buster's. That's a lot for a first date, but it's not out of your comfort zone, Tommy. I guess. I mean, I spend more at the bar sometimes, which yeah. is terrible to say. <laughs> Wednesday? Dave and Buster has half off games. So Bro, I went on a Wednesday. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing my wallet help some justice by going on a Wednesday. We just play more games. <laughs> and then my last one was really nice. I went to the aquarium, walked along the Long Beach Harbor, and then we got ice cream, so I thought that was pretty good. That's cute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I saw this guy on a TikTok. Um, He's going around interviewing people in New York about like good first date ideas. And this doesn't apply here because we don't have the exact specifications and locations of what this guy had. But I'll just give you like the general idea of it. He was like, you ask a girl out, you ask her to meet you at a bar. And then when you get there, you're like, why don't we just take a walk at blah, blah, blah. And so she feels like you're spontaneous. And then you take a walk there and then you know that there's like a hot dog stand or something like super cheap like a street vendor there and you're like oh instead of going to dinner why don't we just have this and continue our conversation it's so good so he's like now the girl thinks you're spontaneous and you didn't spend a lot of money and you like having conversations with her so it's like killing three birds with one stone technically so maybe you should try that save your money and take a girl out (laughs) or move to new york where else do you see hot dog carts in downtown la (laughs) i guess san diego too you gotta be careful we go for walks in downtown la you might end up in the wrong neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) but maybe you could do that okay this is the last um couple i'll I'll share with you so one is go to a pottery class yay or nay no no. Oh, wait, no? what's that movie where they're, like, doing the vase thing? Ghosts? Yes! I mean, I do... What was that, that hand motion again, Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this is a podcast. They can't see this. They can't see this. <laughs> we'll just leave it up to their imagination. Um, okay, fine. The last one is see an improv show. Ooh. You know, I've actually always wanted to do improv. So You should do it. I actually did it as, I, in high school. Whoa, that's mm-hmm. a fun fact. How are you? I was I was all right at it. I was like really trying to get out of like my nervousness of public speaking. So I was like, maybe I'll do improv. And I was in this club called Comedy Sports. And we basically performed improv in front of just our parents because who else is going to come? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're doing this podcast, right? It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> just us but- three and our parents. I do think that's a good date, especially if they call on someone from the audience, because I'd probably try to run up there. But now that I know you've done uh, improv, I want to do that at our next Friendsgiving. I don't know if they call from the audience to go up there, though. That's the whole point of improv. You know, they got improv with guest members. Really? Just me being oh. wishful thinking. 
I clearly never did any of that. We just had like random stuff. Christian, do you think you'd be good at improv? Absolutely not. (laughs) I I think you would. No, I think I'm that person that would get the laugh going in the audience. (laughs) That's being good at improv, right? No, bro. I thought improv was just people who, um, they just randomly say things to each other on stage and just act with no skit. Yeah, but that's what I did. Yeah. yeah, that's improv. And then you got to be funny. So if you get the audience laughing, it's not a serious thing. It's like you're there to make them laugh. It's like Saturday Night Live. True. Well, next time, uh, if you do go to improv, invite me. Aubrey and I will double date with you and your date. Oh. That's <laughs> no, it's got to be right his there. first date. You can spy on him and then report back on the podcast. There we go. Um, we already established. I'll do something else for the first date, and then we'll do that. The second okay. date, a double date with our guests. There you go. <laughs> Triple date. Okay, Tommy, invite Nicole and Dakota. <laughs> that's your homework. You have to report back. You have to do at least one of those. No. Uh, how many did we read through? Like five? Okay, fine. You have to do one of those. All right. Live and tell music us. it is. That's such an easy one, Tommy. What do you want me to do? Booze? The booze one? I don't know. Maybe go to a pottery class. I feel like that's really interesting. Maybe I'm boring, but I thought that was fun. I'm not that nice with my hands, but we'll see. Oh my god, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, thank you guys for listening to the very first episode of Two Big Kids. We're super excited. Hopefully, this makes it to the next episode. (laughs) We're still not sure. But if you have any date recommendations for Tommy, please email us at twobigkids at gmail.com. Or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. um, And remember to like and subscribe. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Christian. (laughs) Wow, our fifth time recording this episode. We did a good job.